Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. A haunting lake club horror. In this world, there is real evil in the darkest shadows, in the most ordinary places. These are the true stories, the innocent and imaginable. At Lake Club, every night is full of life. But when the magic music ends, the crowds go home. The place is as cold as a crypt. An angry ghost stalks the employees and warns them that one of them is about to die. Between the world we see and the things we fear, there are doors. When they open, nightmares come reality. For decades, the Lake Club in Springfield, Illinois, has served as a way station for gamblers and musicians. Not all of them were simply passing through. One sold Lake Club was a trap, and death was just the beginning. Sarn Wells, in the summer of 1974, Lake Club owners Philip Dean and Tony Barbado showed the club to a prospective renter called Bill Carmine. Hey Bill, nice to meet you. I had a construction in business with my dad and brother. Due to the energy crunch, the business failed. We kind of pulled our money together and started looking for something that we could invest in. When we found out that the old Lake Club was up for grabs, Bill, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but you know, we had some outstanding entertainment here. Hmm, Ella Fitzgerald, the place first opened in 1941. Here, legendary magicians like Nat King Cole and Miss Fitzgerald played the crowds up to 1,200 guests. The club has been closed up for the past six years, but they have taken good care of their property. All right, Bill, take care. Call me later. I will. Let me show you the bar. Sure, we'll walk around. The whole place is ready to go. I mean, turn on the lights so you can come in. The glasses were all there. The chairs were all there. It's almost like a turkey. Walk in and open up. Turn, it's like a turnkey. Walk in and turn it up, open up. I'll share the rest of the place, okay? All Bill needs to do, needs to reopen the nightclub is a liquor license and a band. Right there, there is a mechanic, mechanic room. 
down the hall is your office. Paul Dean finalizes the deal in the back office. There you go. Yes, sir. Bill notices a hole, hole in the ceiling. What have we got here? What is that? What is that there? A water leak or something dusty you can fix. That, can't you? Yeah, I'll be good as, that'd be good as new, no problem. Couple days, good as new. Dick quickly reassures him. Don't have to pay for dusty. We'll fix the problem, right? All right. Each day, Bill spends long hours alone in the club, getting the place ready for the business. One afternoon, piano music playing. I could hear the piano playing in the back. Piano music continues. Hello, piano music continues. Everyone up there? Music, piano music continues. Music, piano music continues. Stops. There was somebody there. I knew I heard that piano. I felt a little chill. Upbeat jazz music plays. It was like you walking down a dark street sometimes. A bird runs out at you and barks. You get the hair on the back of your neck. You're feeling needles all over your body. Is anybody out there? Bill searches the building but finds no one. In the back of my mind, I kept wondering, did I really hear piano playing? I couldn't explain it, so I just shrugged it off. In the fall of 1964, the late club opens, and the management of Bill Caramain. When the world finally goes out, we open the doors that night. We were just completely overwhelmed. They drank us out of beer. We went out. We ran out. We were out of booze. Ran out of ice. We made it through the first night and got a little better prepared for the second night. And it just kept on coming, going like that for a while. Bill quickly realised that he couldn't run the club by himself. He turns to musician Tom Belasco. Here's six hundred and fifty dollars. Buy your guys a drink. I am first because I am first because came involved with a late club where my band was hiding there, and I met one of the owners. We became friends. You do such a good job. We got a rapport going for each other. I asked him if he wanted to invest. I wanted you to come in, maybe manage the place. It was an interesting scenario. Jumped in on it. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the late club. I'd like to introduce all of you. So we got some different entertainment there. A place that was great. Upbeat jazz plays. I thought it was great. Everybody got along. Good. Had good entertainment. Good audience. Everybody loved themselves, enjoyed themselves. It's a fine place to be. I felt like we couldn't wait to get get to every night. Surprise, surprise. After hours, the managers told private parties of friends and employees. Over time, cow workers become like family. Should I be afraid? The waitress Barbara Lard. It seems like the perfect working environment. I started working in the late club when I was 21. And a half and very young and very naive. I was not in any way, shape, or form to prepare for what would come in the future. Innocent conversation laughs. Do you see that one girl? Innocent conversation sighs. Sells loudly, man. I was just suddenly surrounded by this cold chill. It was like a drafted cold. It would just go right through you, and you just engulf your whole body. Tim assumes that he's neglected to turn off one of the air conditioning units in the basement. Raspy moan. Sides are right, raspy moan. It's like someone was right behind you. Just very frightening, very frightening. Raspy moan, raspy breath. One night after closing, Tom Briscoe has a terrible feeling that he's not alone. 
I came and extremely scared, running up the place and left the lights and air conditioner groaning, breathing heavily. It is something that you're kind of trying to rationalize. It's not happening, but it's happening. All right, I've got to get the hell out of here. Got the hell out of here. All right, Tom decided not to tell anyone about his experience. I thought sometimes you tell people these stories, they look at you like you've been a little bit crazy, but I just hope to keep it to myself and see what happened. Upbeat mute jazz music plays at Narita. The narrator Bills tells Tom he'd had some strange experience inside the club. Are you sure you didn't see anybody? There's no one in there. I walked in around in there. The piano covers down. I walked around all over the place. There's nobody there, man. I think the scariest thing was the unknown part about it. You don't know what is happening or who it was or what it was. I didn't let anyone know about this. All right, all right. Bad for business. Tom and Bill didn't want to be frightened employees of patrons, guy. I need a way to broom. You really don't want the ball to leak out. Otherwise, people wouldn't want to come out and come to the business. For weeks, Tom and Bill didn't experience anything unusual. Hey, Tom, you got to let you do me a favour. Got to do me a favour. Yeah. What? I've got a real important meeting. If you want, if you know what I mean, last. Can you do me a favour? Can you finish your? Can you finish doing the money and then carry the carbon seats, the books and all that? Yeah, no problem. All right, man. See you tomorrow. One night after business hours, laughter. In each conversations, you could hear a pin, a din of people talking. In each conversations, you can make out what they were saying. They could hear a conversation going on. I started carrying a rosary because, being a Catholic, I thought that well that would protect me against any evil, bad things that would that would that were coming on out there. Interesting conversations. Hello everyone there. Interesting conversations. Anyone in there? Laughter. Hello. Interesting conversation. Hello. Hello raspberry breath. That morning I came to get set come in to get set up for my next night. There's all the cash still on the table. The safe is still open. Man wool, jeez. Sorry. You're right the hell is get out of me. I sighed. What's going on? What happened in here? Look, I know, I know what it looks like. But look, something really crazy happened last night. What is it? I walked down the hall and I was looking, looking everywhere for something. I couldn't see anyone. Nobody's around. Somewhere's in there. And he said, it's just scared. And somebody was there. And he, he said, it just scared all the hell out of me. He said he didn't really remember running out of there and leaving the money. He didn't even know he wanted to get in and out he just knew he had to get out of there. Interesting conversation. Strange events became more frequent, and two managers shared experiences with trusted employees like Barbara Lard. All of us, Bill and Tom, would talk about different small things that had happened. But I really don't believe that there was anything. It was really a ghost there. There's something fun to talk about, and something fun to laugh about. But I didn't really, really believe. One day before the nightclub enters the business, did you hear that? We heard a tombstone playing in the back. Was that? He was off earlier for the band to be there. I didn't hear anybody come through. Barbara is convinced that someone must have left the band to practice a few hours later. A band arrives. 
I hear you. You're the Tom Brown player. Right, I said to Tom Brown player. Did you leave and come back? No, that wasn't me. No, I heard you playing about an hour ago in the practice room. You were pretty, it was pretty good. No, I don't think so. We just got here. He said I was never there. A band leader took Barbara that 30 minutes earlier. They were in the restaurant eating dinner. Sorry, definitely wasn't me. Instruments were locked in the van. Come on, we thought it was just a joke. He was just saying, he said, you're not kidding you. He's with it, with it, us in, at supper. We studied Henry, Henry of Tarabone, Bill and Tom, and all the employees started talking. Maybe there's something more going on here, because we we'll go, we'll go, we'll, we all go, we all go, all these weird happenings. People were scared, the employees. The people came in, didn't really know anything going on, but the employees, they were scared. Even some of the bands that came in started to feel there was something not right with the place, and they approached us about it. Everybody started talking, but there was something strange going on there. Everyone's going, something's coming on. We're going to take some, we're going to do something about it. The club owners and employees are trying to keep the business running as usual. You've got a nice place in there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. You book a lot of bands. Yeah. We're doing pretty well, you know. One morning of seven, was it? It's a club. I guess you're pretty loud, busy. So what I got here is an automatic check writing. So I figured, well, okay, I'm going to tell him to spill his bill. Do his bill. Tell him no. I have very sim. It's it's very simple. If it's checked, it, it has checks written. Don't have to worry about buying a checkbook balance and all that. The advantage is you can write the checks, and it really doesn't make make it as simple. You don't have to worry about it, the bookkeeping later. He didn't. He really believes. He really simplifies life. It makes your business run much smoother, easier. Your bookkeepers, it's a bookkeeper. It's scared the hell out of him. Oh, sorry about that. I don't. I don't hate. I beat the music plays. The violence of this latest event convinced Bill he could not ignore what's been happening. We were wondering what measures we should take. We should close the doors. Can't close both the business, cannot. Because we got the problem there. So we have some kind of between a rock and a hard spot. But it's practically it's a protected night. We are packed to the gills. There's more people in there you could shake a stick at. Bartenders and waitresses would they're just going going ninety miles an hour trying to keep us from every with every part of everybody. We're unbelievable. There are twelve million waiting in the line up there. I've got to go. Well, you've got my office go just go to my office. Go on. Seven. Just go ahead with it. Use it. It's not open. Come oh, come and see me. I've not got the key to the key, thanks. When I went back to the office, I was very money very uncomfortable. I was just as unsettled and thought I oh, was just a little nervous because they're not being so busy. One of the women is gasped. Yeah, they're going to die, they're going to die. At the late club, they're going to die. Waitress Barbara, larder, larder. She has just seen a ghost. I stood there and I was in a state of shock. Barbara, what's wrong? She's in terror. I'm like, Barbara, what's the matter? I can't tell you, can't tell you. Are you right? What's happened? She was just a panicky. I told her, I said, Well, you know, go back in the office and sit down. 
No, no, I'm not going back in there. I'm going, never going back in there again. I told her, go ahead and take the rest of the night off. She was a total terror. I'd never seen her like that before. Take, hey, come on in, take a seat, gosh. Yeah, why didn't you give her her... Next day, Barbara described the man she saw in the back office. Tell us what happened, Why? what is wrong? Went in there, he spoke to me. He said, what did he say? She said, I can't tell you. Okay, you can tell us. Why can't you tell me? I can't. I can't tell you. I can't. My owners, they're going to die. I can't. Just can't. We can't help you out if you don't tell us what he said to you. You need to know. We made a decision not to tell Mama, Mama Bill. That was very difficult. I'm so scared. I didn't want to weigh heavy on their minds. I don't want it to weigh heavy on their minds. Bill decides to seek answers to someone who knows more about the late club mystery. He pays a visit to Dusty, the club's long-time caretaker. Everything's good, right? No problem's okay. She's in the bathroom. She saw this guy. Mean big guy. Bill gives him Barbara's description of the ghost. About 6'2", big head, big, long moustache. That sounds like Luke Reed at Eddie. Remember the guy I was telling you about? Remember? Dusty says I sound like a former bartender, Navy Chander. Yubi, you mean the guy who used to bartend here? Yeah, he just, he used to bartend here. I got a picture. That's right, that's him right there. Yeah, look at that. Gives Bill a group of photos taken from when Rudy worked at the club. I show these to Barbara. Let her take a look at them. Trust me, everything's fine. You're doing a great job. Listen, all right. Bill takes the photos of Barbara. I want you to tell me. And he said, Do you recognize anyone? This is him. That's who? This is the man that I saw. There's a man I saw in your office. This is him? Okay, Bill explains to the others what Dusty told me. Craner worked at the club in the days when Philip Dean and Tony Resto had ended the business. We had a, lo a lot of trouble here. We made a small fortune in tips from well-heeled patrons at clubs and legal casino. Here's the deal. In December 1958, police raided the club and proved a dent in Rudy's earnings. I'll take care of it. My bad tomorrow. Take care of it. Take care of it. The financial stress of the following years gave me an excruciating stomach ulcers. In 1986, Rudy was diagnosed with cancer. There were also rumours that he had been accused of stealing money from the club. Over years of financial troubles and physical pain, Rudy suddenly snapped, sighed, breathing heavily, a gunshot echoing. What was that noise echoing? It sounds like gunshots echoing. Ah, echoing. Get back. Get, get back. Get back. Everyone back. Don't come back this way. This is a guy who is in your office. Dusty said that Rudy Trander was a Catholic. Was a Catholic himself. Tom is a theory. Since suicide was the worst sin a Catholic could commit, he might be trapped between the planes of life. 
when we found out it was Rudy, he is he he's the one perpetrating all the stuff about around her. Yeah, he was getting violent. It scared me and told me even more. I don't know, I don't know, Barbara. A violent way that he died, he might right right turn right around and use the violence gets on someone I knew and I thought that just scared me out of me. Calm down, it's okay. All right, all right, calm down. Bill's aware that Barbara's harboring a terrible secret. Yeah, sure. Rudy's ghost had told her. A one club on is going to die soon. He put the shotgun in his mouth. It blew his head right off. He's not alive, so laughter and sleep chat conversations. It's been real. Good night. Carrying the secret of knowing that something's going to happen. Be careful, really affected me. It just weighs so heavily over my, on my heart because I just adore Tom and Bill both so much. It was just about more, almost more than I could comprehend. I could lose even one of them. Hey, hey, Bill. Bar and Wells in distance. Bill, Bill, are, you, are we going? For the two ambitious owners. The future looks grim. Be careful. See you later. Whatever Barbara helps, Tom. Or Bill, close the club. He prays out for their safety. Our beat music plays. Jazz music plays. In the middle of a busy weekend, ah, the caressing of the beer tap suddenly loses pressure. All right, just uh, calm down. I've got to go downstairs for a minute. Everything's all right? Okay. Bill goes into the basement to fix it. I wanted to go down and give it a swift kick and get it working. When I went down, the lights were all out. Oh, off down there. Raspberry moan, certain bursts of compressed air stifled Bill. Raspberry moan, moan, be moan. Bill's convinced the haunting was real. Bill Barrett discussed it with his landlord, Phil Dean. Here you go, my friend. Thank you, thank you. All right, okay. See you later. Have a good night. Yeah, come by tomorrow. Again, okay, good night, guys. Thank you. During week 15, suffered a fatal heart attack. Because of Rudy's warning, Barbara didn't know how to respond to the sudden death. I had sorrows for the family. There was as much, that was very much, that was such grief. Great, great relief, too, because it wasn't by Tom and Bill, and that made me sound cold or cruel. But that's how it felt, that it was like relief. Barbara now feels it's safe to share that the ghost of Rosie Craner told her, How are you feeling? He said, I could gonna tell you what Rudy told me now. He said one of the owners were gonna die. And though she was like, I'm afraid to tell you because I thought it might be the one you you two. God, that scared me. It still gives me the shakes. Tom and Bill wondered if Rudy Craner was predicted had predicted Bill Bain's death or the ghost somehow caused the death. Did Ruby have something to do with it? Did he have enough energy to, he, that he stopped the, the owner's heart? If supernatural eternity did murder Phil Dean, Dean, Bill fears same thing could happen to him. I thought maybe he's going to draw the line on that one owner. But he noticed something had to be done. Tom suggested getting a priest and blessing the place. But uh, no, I don't know. There's still something going on. Tom asked an old school classmate, Jill Brudelli, for help. Brudelli is a Roman Catholic priest. Tom asked him if he uh, thinks an evil spirit could be haunting the club. 
I believe there's a spiritual realm. If you don't understand, I do believe the Catholic Church. I also teach that spirits can communicate us in different ways. We in America don't like to believe in these things because we rational people. We are educated and that kind of belongs to superstitious. I think it's far from superstitious. I think there's reality there. Hi guys, this is Bill Carmen. Hi Bill, want me to show you the rest of the place here? We'll go down this hallway to here. Within seconds, an ice cold presence and a braces fire by Delhi. What? Wait a minute. What is it? You feel cold. You feel expectations. It felt like someone had left the door open. The walking freezer. He says you're certainly dead. Have something hairy. Bad stuff. Yeah, no. It's creepy. It's very creepy. Right up there, in here, there. You want? You wait here. I like to walk the rest of you way alone. I started walking through the whole place on my own. And from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head, I knew that someone was with me. I could feel it sharp, though, the raspy voice. Father Gurley, that he returns to the late club. Two colleagues for former blessing, hoping to put the spirit of Rudy Chandler to rest. So what are you going to do, Tom? What are we going to do is we're going to go through the club, every room. We're going to bless them. That, and that way, thank you, Father. I'll be sure to capture the spirit that you're going to die and send him to the arms of the Lord. Could you? It's a chance, Father. Will you lead us? Well, look, yes, I will. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us from our day of battle. St. Michael, the archangel, protect us and defend us and protect us against the defenders in our right, day of battle. A prayer that I use is simple. Former St. Michael, the archangel prayer. If we believe that Sergeant Pepper lives for battles, we believe Saint Michael's a powerful source for us, our, the archangel. But defend us the day of the battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. Saint Michael the archangel, defend us the day of battle. Be our safeguard again. So he witnesses snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray. Do you? Do you, O Prince of Heavenly Host, of the power of God, cast in the hell Satan and all other evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of souls from the divine power of the God, cast in the hell Satan and all other evil spirits, Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in our day of battle. Be our safeguard. The, the, the three priests moved towards the back office when Rudy Crane committed suicide. Where's it potentially the most dangerous area in the building? And all the evil spirits may rebuke him. St. Michael defended us in our time of battle. Be a safeguard, may God rebuke him. He's going to die. Defend us in our battle. The way he died at dawn day of battle. Cast in the hell, Satan, and all the evil spirits who roam throughout the world. St. Michael, defend us in our time of battle. These prayers can make the spirit angry. May God rebuke him. Be humble prayer. And when you get angry, you cannot know what you're going to do. Father Daddy knows that angry spirits can sometimes take possession of the living. They can attach it into the person that is in the room and try to invade the body and take him over. Father, we can take. We have to leave this room. So I said. 
Now that we're blessed, please let us go way back, way even a building. What? A building's going to blow up? He said it was going to, it could, could possibly happen. That freaked me out. Father, we should pray now. Christ is sleep, praying is sleepy. By divine power, God cast into hell, Satan. They awaked outside for almost 30 minutes. When they got back into something has changed. When I got back into the club, I could feel, didn't feel cold chills. Even for the hair go up to the back of my neck. I was very comfortable there. It made more, it made much more peaceful. Really? Yes, sir. The building just became very, very quiet and the coldness was gone. Father, thank you. Father, did he believe that Rudy has heard their prayers? Thank you, Father. I appreciate it. Rudy was stuck in time. He wanted people to know he was there. He didn't want to be forgotten. I think that's that through our prayers, he was able to get let go of that earth, this earth, and go where he was supposed to be. Blessing puts the end to the paranormal activity. The popularity of the club begins to wave. We made it for about another six months, and we closed it down. That's the thing. I thought we'd be a big, big light, big bright lights. I tell you, hey, listen, off the blessed thing. I feel much better at peace. It's almost like okay, baby, can rest. It's still that. It be it is still the peace. It changes my beliefs that there would be an afterlife. Certainly, we won't know about it, and sometimes you won't don't think about it. But there is something that goes on after we die, whatever is left of us. We'll stay. We'll let you stay upstairs, okay? Take care, you know, little white. Before all this happened, I never believed in ghosts. I now believe. I believe in now. I don't care what people say. I know it happened. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.